Sophie, take two for Hi. our podcast. <laughs> First podcast was not um, successful because my audio software decided to update wrongly, if that's a word, wrongly. <laughs> and uh, I get out there and as you know, it just clicked the entire freaking time. I was so pissed. And I didn't hear that while we were podcasting last time. So it was like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. It was a while. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I was pissed. Yeah, I bet. I, I also edited. I tried I was editing it for like three oh, hours or something no. like that to get it out. And this is stupid. You didn't hear them while you were editing? I spent three hours trying to get the clicks out. Oh. And because I, I use, there's a D clicker you can use. Because I, I use Adobe Audition. But it wasn't in. It was, it was from the signal that we were directly recording from, so there was no way to be able to edit it out from a right. audio. Unless, I mean, I'm just, I'm a novice, so I, I'd probably just screw that up to you. I mean, if it's, a, like, a weird frequency, then there's a way to, like, edit out a specific... Yes, but, but it was all over the place, no yeah. pattern. It was, oh, so annoying. Clicks are my thing. Like, you know how everybody's got their thing that just pisses them off and annoys them? Sounds or is mine? Oh. By far, because... Uh, if there's like some weird squeaking while I'm driving, like a styrofoam cup or mm-hmm. a thing that's just barely clacking in the back of the car, I have to, I'll stop the car and just immediately do, uh, fix it. Shake the whole it. thing. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. Do you have that thing that is just so annoying to you no matter what it is? Well, when something's making noise in my car, it's definitely stressful because I feel like anything weird when you're driving is stressful. Um but you don't have like a thing that like even in the house if there's anything weird if Ronan's doing like lately Ronan's been doing this like thing where he puts like a huge spit in his mouth and mm-hmm. then swishes it back and forth to make oh, a sound. Oh yeah, sounds general. I just I can't. Yeah, when Penny was an infant, she would suck on a blanket. Oh my so God, I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. Why suck? Why suck on a blanket? It's just like ooh, it makes my teeth hurt. It's just the sound. It's bad. I don't like it. Huh. The sound of not the not the like the imagining the texture is actual sound yeah no the sound gives me like a physical sensation just both bad things <laughs> i taught her from a very young age that was not an okay thing to do she <laughs> learned she's very perceptive yeah nothing else that just just that is your is your one thing that's the one i mean i'm sure i have more but that's what i can think of <laughs> <laughs> well you have uh, a passion from for space and aliens yes, and a yes. whole nine other yards of things yeah. we'll see if we get into those or not mm-hmm. but so is it space or is it aliens or is it both like what about it is so intriguing to you i like space space yes i also like aliens because you know the novelty of space is aliens like the space gimmick uh-huh. yeah they kind of come hand in hand don't they yeah, like you can't bit. really you can't really like love space or astronomy without being curious and wondering if there's another body that lives out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the more you get into it, because, you know, if you're passionate about something, at least if I am, you like dive headfirst into right. it and go down rabbit holes and wormholes. In this Ooh, case. wormholes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you find out it's really likely for aliens to exist anyways. So. so, yeah. Why? Lots of reasons. <laughs> okay, so like like you, you mentioned aliens and wormholes, though. So why, what are the... I haven't heard those two coupled in the same. Well, I meant like, you know, when you let's say like you're on youtube at 3 a.m and you go down a rabbit hole i was saying wormhole because space talk because gotcha. yeah that's all i know nothing about wormholes <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to teach ron what a black hole was the other day and uh it's basically how star caves in on itself yeah yeah so yeah it's when a star explodes and we got to all these rabbit holes of what is a star where does lights bounce lights bounce off it and yeah 
Plants don't make light. No. I thought that was cool. I learned something that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because I, I like like teaching Ronan things, but by doing so, if I don't know something, because he asks, he'll just ask questions randomly. It doesn't matter what it is. He'll just ask yeah. a question about it. He's what, five? Yeah. 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 And uh, it's cool for me because, one, I like learning like we've talked about it last time. And I learn things that I never knew about because I'm trying to teach it to a five-year-old. Like, that's one of those concepts that right. you got to, if you can teach something to somebody like a five-year-old, that means you understand the concept. Right. I feel like we get a lot of times people will try to explain these, like, vast concepts about black holes or mm -hmm. um, theories or paradoxes like they're teaching to another professor because mm -hmm. they don't understand it themselves. That's used big superfluous words and but if you can t if you can break it down like a five-year-old yep all right so break it break what you want to talk about down to me like a five-year-old okay um <laughs> good little preface yeah yeah um, don't be dumb <laughs> five-year-olds are pretty dumb i don't know what you you have to find like a middle ground here okay so then what's your definition of dumb oh boy um you know, you know, I've actually thought about this before, and I think I define stupidity as an unwillingness to learn. Okay. Because I think there's a really big difference between being stupid and being uneducated. Yeah. Um, but when I say five-year-olds are dumb, I just mean they don't know any better. <clears throat> I've heard that before where, where uh, it's like, you know, what is IQ? Like, we, we use that same idea about IQs as a means to measure a person's smartness right but maybe they just think differently yeah yeah it's kind of one of those things like um oh what are they called they use them in shows all the time the lie detector test mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those po things polygraph yeah the polygraph it's kind of been like rendered um useless and inaccurate the polygraph has yeah yeah it's not admissible evidence in court anymore even sophie you in technical difficulties what's up I've always been called problematic, you know, from a very young age. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, something we can get into later if you want. You have to. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caleb, and I'm a psychologist for today. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Back to why you love space. Uh, Don't you yeah. like NASA or something? You know. <laughs> you know. Um, or is that always changing, too? <laughs> it is. It really is. Um. You know, I'm getting my degree in biochemistry and I'm going to end up in the medical field once I get my bachelor's. Like, that's just the field that takes a bachelor's in biochemistry. Um, but once I start working, I'd like to level up that degree till I get to a point where, um, you know, I can take it somewhere space research related, um, interstellar research, if you will. Hmm. Um, and that's going to take a long time, but it'll be great. It'll be fun. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you want to actually go into space? No, I don't want to go into space. I want to be the person on Earth um, who uh, in receives Houston? the things. You're in Houston? Well, maybe. But, you know, the billionaire space race has really killed that dream for me lately. Why? Because it's horrible. What's horrible? <laughs> the like billionaire billionaires? space race? There's billionaires in general? Or um, yeah. the whole like Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos thing? Uh, yeah, that specifically. And there are other people <clears throat> doing it, too. Huh. Yeah. Ooh. Not like they cleared the atmosphere or anything, but... Oh, tell me about that. They didn't. They they got to um, low atmosphere, and then they said, yep, that's space, and then they came back down to Earth. So that doesn't count as space. I mean, apparently it does to Bezos, because now he considers himself an astronaut. 
<sighs> you seem so, like you really like the guy. I'm very I mean, upset. I mean, if I was like above a certain level, no matter what, and I could see the curvature, and I'm technically like in space, I would consider myself an astronaut. I'd like give myself a pat on the back. I mean, I. I so let me guess if there was anybody else, if I went up there, like, you know, we're friends, mm-hmm. I go up there, I said, yeah, I, I didn't clear the atmosphere technically, right. right? but I saw the curvature of the earth, you know, I could almost touch the moon, I can't touch the moon, but I was in space technically. Right. Would right. you call me an astronaut? No, <laughs> I'd say that's really impressive for someone who isn't an astronaut. Um, but what's the def? What's the definition of an astronaut? I don't know, what's man. You have to go to school for it. It costs a lot of fucking money to be an astronaut uh, and a lot of time. Definition. Of astro, can't spell. Astro A person who was trained to travel in a spacecraft. That man was not trained. He obviously had to be trained to a degree. To a, he pays other people to keep him safe so he doesn't have to go through training. He, the man went in space. He went to low atmosphere. <laughs> he went to space, bro. Oh. He's studying an astronaut. I mean, he's he, technically an astronaut. He sure thinks so. Is it because he's bald? That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's thing. the reason. That's that's. He's training in space, so that he's an astronaut. So that means he's he's been to space. I just feel like ast- like you know, like um, Armstrong. <clears throat> take offense. Feels bad. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Yeah, he never went to the moon. Remember? All right. <laughs> Some compelling evidence. There is. You know, there really is. It's kind of. Um... Do you believe you went to the moon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I also really love entertaining the idea that we never did, though, because. Because that kind of goes with your pessimistic view on life, right? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Too far? I don't think I'm a pessimist. Maybe not. Maybe not pessimist. A realist, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. I'm still trying to figure that out. A negatively leaning uh, realist. I almost said pessimist. Okay, so a negative leaning realist is definitely a pessimist. I think so. You know what? If I'm a pessimist, then um, Bezos can be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Moving on from Bezos. We'll talk about Bezos later. I got the feeling. I it's the hard feeling to gonna... not. I know he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> His wife didn't think so. Oh, yeah. That was... Rough. All right. So space travel aliens. Why? Um, Because there's a lot out there we haven't seen yet. And I just would like to be one of the people who receives the samples we bring back from other planets and, you know, tells them what's up, tells them, you know, the possibility um, of water either on or ever have been on this particular planet and signs of present or past or even maybe future life um hmm. the likelihood of terraforming what's terraforming um it's it's turning another planet in and make making it so that it has um earth-like qualities life-sustaining natural mm. um usually mostly self-sustaining properties you know like water in an atmosphere <clears throat> and a reasonable gravity pool oh, we talked about gravity last time yeah gravity's Jupiter. Yeah. Jupiter. No, Venus. Ven- I thought it was Jupiter. No, no, no. It's Venus. You told me last time it was Jupiter. No, I might have. You for Because sure, we talk about the storms and how it's like it's poisonous gas. Yeah, and- no, that's, that's on Venus. But, okay, so tell me about, because before I, you told me it was Jupiter that you wanted that, you felt like that was a far better chance 
of living on than Mars was. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's jump into this theory again. Right. Um, so it's not Jupiter. No, it's I Venus. Probably, definitely, just misspoke the whole time oh. we were talking before. Then that um, that means we get to just do it again. It's right, fine. right, right. They don't need to know that. Cut that. We never said that. <laughs> Continue. Venus. Venus. Um, I'm not cutting that. Whatever. I, I always tell people. I always to. tell people. Yeah, I'll cut that for sure. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> this um, is real talk. Yeah. Did you like my my drink, by the way? Look at this. Chad got this last time. Ooh. It looks Banana like. Banana smash. It looks like that's clear. <laughs> it, I think it's a uh, 32 proof Oh, that's grape not. wine. Grape wine. Oh God! It doesn't look like grape wine. It does not. But he got it as a as a gift for me because he was, we were, you know, just chit chatting. He goes, "Dude, check this out!" And he's like, "This is hilarious, banana smash." <laughs> so now, because it's a gas station grape wine that's clear called banana smash, it's now my mascot. Right, centerpiece. Centerpiece. Yes, wonderful. I love it. Venus. Venus. I'm a little ADD. I'm sorry. Right, especially right now. You're what? I'm a little jumping around. I, I jump okay. around a lot. Yeah. But right now, I feel very jumpy. Not jumpy like like suicidal, but <laughs> that was a big stretch. But okay, you don't get jumpy when you get suicidal. Uh, you know I do. Oh, I get it. It's it's a, so, it's a pun, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad it's a dad, dad joke, joke, man. Come on. No, that was a good one, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty. That was like it was lined that up perfectly. <laughs> Venus and where we're going with this? Mm. Oh, don't freeze. Video. Don't freeze. Come back. There you are. You're really stupid. Right. You don't like us talking about Venus. Terraforming. It's yeah, something's up. <laughs> so you you think that Mars is not the most capable planet for the future of human life. You know, right now it is. You know, because it's like the only one we can feasibly get to. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's a big thing. <clears throat> and again, gravity, huge issue. Um, but not on Mars. Gravity is pretty... On Venus, you mean? No, no, no. On, on Mars, gravity isn't really an issue for us. Yeah. On Venus, it is, um, unfortunately. That's a lot hotter because it's closer to the sun, right? Mars? Venus. Venus is further away. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars? No. Magic school bus. It is. So it'd be like really hot. Google, I'm going to Google this now. I got my fancy button here. <laughs> uh, does it work if I don't have Apple devices? Oh yeah, no, you're right. You right. So Venus is you educating your five year old properly. You, oh, I, I uh, no, it's not my five year old. That's something I remembered when I was to watch it back in the day. Oh, good. My tail. Cause uh, back. Huh. So does this destroy your theory? <laughs> no, 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 it shouldn't. You know, this theory is hinging on the capability or the potential capability of us generations in the future. And um, quite honestly, I don't think we have that long. So. Oh, something like that. Why um, don't we have that You think we're all going to die from yeah. a zombie apocalypse or yeah. from uh, environmental issues? Environmental issues is yeah, more than money. You know, I was talking to someone... Um, who I've nicknamed Sherlock. I've known him since high school. Sherlock. Ooh. He has. He's tall and he's skinny and he has curly hair. Oh, um, I know that guy. Yeah, plays violin. Yeah, that guy. He's the only one to beat me in AP chemistry. That guy. That Ridiculous. Guy. Horrible, horrible person. No, he's great. Um, 
but you know, I was talking he died to him. a couple times, didn't he? Yeah. Almost died. Yeah, almost. He's still around, though. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, I was talking to him about how in some ungodly short amount of time, um, global warming is going to kick in to, like, a huge degree, and bits of the planets are, I mean, the planet is already melting, um, but it's going to melt more, and sea re- levels are going to rise more, and especially um, island and coastal-based nations are going to be slowly swallowed by the sea, and as they're getting swallowed up by the sea, um, people are just going to let them, for the most part, because the rich are going to be able to have enough money to move to wherever they will not be swallowed up by the sea, and the poor will be left to die, because automation is going to reach a point in the obscenely, probably obscenely close future where, you know, the poor are no longer needed. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That was intense. Yeah. It's been on my mind heavy for a little while now. (laughs) So is the end of the world coming from people using resources? Or from something else? I mean, technically, the more resources we use, the more of the atmosphere we destroy because we have chosen to use fossil fuels since we've discovered how to use fuel. Yeah, but there's been like eight ice ages, though, and with the, the whole global warming thing. Yeah. All from with all with, with very little little people. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, you know, millions of years ago when the Earth was still stabilizing. Hmm. And as far as we know, the Earth has been stable for a little while you don't think it's like always changing i mean i i do think it is but the older our planet gets which you know granted it's not very old but the older it gets the more stable it should become and people are kind of fucking that up a little bit we're also supposed to get a pretty big boom or a boom of death for a lot of people coming in the next 50 to 100 years something like that is it due to people being swallowed up by the ever-growing uh, sea. <laughs> no. Uh, it's either from old age or COVID. I don't know one, two. Oh, Probably yeah. old age. Um, yeah, those ones. But it, it, the projections for a lot of oh. this stuff was it was it was going to be ever-increasing. You know, right. age people. I can't speak right now. Yeah. Humanity. Yes. Right? But we're supposed to see a decrease in the, in the coming years. Is it because the baby boomers are dying? I think so. Um, I like want to say the biggest that. generation is yeah, about to die. I think that, so. That does make sense. And so because of that, <clears throat> we're going to see a decrease significantly in, um, I think it's like I think it's probably like 1.3 billion of people or something like that. It's in the billions. Um, and so that's supposed to help with like planetary projections and then the coming end of the world ice age type stuff. Because it right. was coming like, okay, you know, by 2040, we're going to have yeah. an ice age. Or 2050, we're going to have... Um, the most consistent has been like 2050. Yeah, 2050. Yeah. And so now they've they've decreased that or they've passed that on significantly towards a lot later, supposedly. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I don't know why, but whenever I've thought of like just the idea of the earth ending due to global warming, for some reason I've always thought of it as in like this one big like impact and then people die. Like, that's it. Like, mm. like another asteroid? Like, boom, boom. Yeah. For some reason, I'm like, eventually the Earth will get too hot and we'll burn and we'll die. Mm. But that's not how things happen. No, it Especially seems like, not on a planetary scale. It seems like every time that there's that type of pollution in on the Earth, um, whether it be from humanity or like one of the biggest ice ages was from an algae boom in the right. ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that just caused you know, crazy CO2, so on and so forth. 
so it seems like every time that's occurred, that the ice age just re- has a reset. It just kind of kills off all the the pollution. It kills off people too. Yeah. So I guess I I believe that global warming is definitely a thing. I think it's hard not to believe that. Yeah. Um, but I also think that what's awesome about the Earth is that it's ever changing and ever mutating, and it knows what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> I have no um fear <laughs> that the Earth will die like actually die like i don't think we're going to kill the planet i think the planet's going to kill us you think so and as a as a part of us it's a little intimidating mm-hmm. yeah have you heard of uh i've been on this thing lately <laughs> schumann's resonance no so earth has a heartbeat Ooh. and it's it's called schumann's resonance because it's founded by dr schumann mm-hmm. actions for a lot of this. Uh, apparently the earth right now that's resting state you know if you if you go somewhere far away from the urban environments it has a, a hertz at about 7.8 hertz hmm. well at our most relaxed states that's where we're like between six and ten i believe is our our brain waves that are as our most relaxed so i i was curious about this because a few weekends back a few months back we were going to corpus christi and mm-hmm. I had this crazy anxiety attack. Didn't know anything about it. Uh-huh. Didn't know why. Uh, I haven't had an anxiety attack in a long time. Right. <clears throat> Made the trip really rough. And uh, I was like, this makes no sense. Well, there was a there's also a big electrical storm around that time. Right. And so I was like, this, this is kind of interesting. So I looked it up and there was a bunch of people on TikTok who also had some crazy anxiety during that weekend. And it turns out that there was a huge spike in Schumann's resonance, which does occur. The, so the Earth's heartbeat can, though it is at a resting state of 7.8 hertz, mm-hmm. it can spike to like 30, which it did that weekend. Wow. Yeah. And those can be brought on by electrical storms. Um, it can probably be brought on by uh, city environments, and, you know, lots of lot, big crowds of people. And yeah. we can feel that. And so vibrational patterns are huge. And, huge, and I don't think a lot of people realize, uh, without getting too crazy into um, some weird health science stuff yeah um vibrational patterns have a massive effect upon the human body yeah um a lot of a lot of the times when people think their house is haunted like they have an old house and they think it's haunted you know sometimes maybe it is like ghosts or demons or something um but what a lot of paranormal investigators have found is that um a lot of old machinery vibrates at a frequency that people can't hear like it's just out of the range of hearing but your body still processes it and it gives you, it leaves huh. you with these feelings of like dread and anxiety and feeling watched kind of like, um, carbon wow. monoxide poisoning leaves you feeling so carbon monoxide. Yeah. That's another big reason why people think their house is haunted, like their old house is haunted. It's carbon because, monoxide. Yeah. They'll have like a small carbon monoxide leak. And before it gets to the point where it'll kill you, it leaves you these feelings of dread and doom and paranoia and anxiety and, yeah, mm. yeah, you make you hallucinate. I used to breathe in the the car gas fumes, not just from gas, but like the exhaust fumes that okay. has like terrible carbon monoxide. You know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely did that, and I puked and got pale and anxious. It was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I still remember riding my scooter like in, a, in the morning right before church, and we're driving <laughs> around the van, and I was just because it's cold. You see that you know, smoke? Oh, I just want to cool. almost smoke. So I drive my scooter in. <laughs> I did it like 10 times and felt like I got super lighted and I got puked. It was bad. That's yeah. kind of carbon monoxide-y, right? Yeah. No, that is that is carbon monoxide. That's why you shouldn't run your car in a closed yeah. garage because of the carbon. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's yeah. how you trap it. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of suicides that way. Um, what is this? Why am I in suicide? I'm not suicidal right now. But I thought, for some reason, that was like the brain that came to my brain. <laughs> that was the word that came to my brain. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So vibrations. Um, I'm kind of curious. So. 
you know, we, we talk about the earth, how it has that vibrational pattern, um, how urban environments affect vibrations. Do you think that every planet has vibrational frequencies? I haven't really looked into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Hmm. If earth has one, you know, earth has a lot of unique qualities, but Let's on this. a base level. Does every planet have a vibrational frequency? I mean, honestly, if everything, you know, everything's made up of atoms and atoms are always moving and everything we see is constantly in a state of motion, then it makes sense that things would vibrate. Oh, yeah. So if everything's made up of atoms that are constantly in a state of motion, then yeah, everything should have a frequency. It doesn't say if every planet has a vibrational frequency. Well, I've solved it for you. You probably did, honestly. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) I mean, that's the reason why things have frequencies, because of motion Mm -hmm. caused by things on the molecular level, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like the the Bohr model of the atom, Mm -hmm. where you see the atoms and, and like circling the nucleus and... Yeah. The mo- is mo- atoms. It is atoms. Yeah. Circling the nucleus when you have the electrons. Yeah. And they're moving so fast. It's, it's technically like because they repel each other and they're moving at such a fast rate, we're actually not really physically touching anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's you know billions upon billions of atoms. I'm not technically touching matter upon matter. Nope. I'm just squeezing it because there's billions upon billions of atoms inside this can that are moving so fast that are repelling each other. So it's actually we're just frequency against frequency or vibration against vibration. Yeah, and you know, if anything, you know, if the atoms did touch each other, then they would explode. So it's a good really? thing we can't do that. I don't know that. Yeah. You're in chemistry now, right? Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that subject. Oh, I love it so much. That's the worst. I never trust people who like chemistry. Oh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, man. Something about it. Though, I think you'd have a stronger argument for not trusting people who don't like chemistry because that's kind of foundational to a lot of concepts. Everything is chemistry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miss Frizzle said. Yeah. In uh the oven, the baking one, everything is chemistry. <laughs> Whether making a cake for her birthday. I haven't seen the magic school bus. What? I think since the last time I was at your house, but I didn't actually watch it. That's funny that it was at my house probably. <laughs> yeah. God. Space. Probably. Back. Let's bring it back. <clears throat> Usually, probably. That's my um, that's my Usually mantra. Probably? Yeah, that's my mantra lately because I'm in chemistry and like everything has an exception. So my chemistry teacher will be like, "This means this," and it goes along with this. Usually, probably. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a standard basis. Yeah. Standard bell curve. Yeah, so. and he'll say, you know, in this instance, this and this and this, but it's a really like broad range, generic thing. I'm like, what do you mean by this instance? And he's like, that's that's what I mean by um, that's what happens within the confines of this class. Uh. <laughs> like, oh, okay, thank you so much. So what about so you said space is very uh, intriguing to you because it's unknown, it's new territory, it's kind of that final frontier. Yeah. Um, so to speak, as according I, to Star Trek. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I would be just as happy going into um, marine biology, but I wouldn't be paid as much. So, oh, so it's the unknowns specifically that attract you to this. Yeah. Okay, because also yeah. the ocean. We we don't know jack about the ocean. We right know three percent about the ocean. Three uh, percent. That's a very specific statistic. We've only discovered three percent of the ocean. 
No, we haven't. Yes, we, we have. I know we even haven't under, we haven't uncovered near as much, but it's only three percent. Go ahead, Google it. Your results may shock you. How much of the ocean have we discovered? I S C O V E R D. I can't spell. If I'm wrong, you have to cut it out. No, that's why. <laughs> Not <Nah>, bro. <laughs> God, my laptop's about to die. I don't need you anyways. <laughs> so this one, this one says more than 80% of the ocean remains unexplored. 80%. So we've only explored 20%. 20%, 3%, you know. Semantics. Well, this one says, uh, so that humans have managed to explore about 5% of the ocean floor. Uh, so uh, ocean uh, floor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's according to the World Atlas. It's pretty good. I still was wrong, but no, that's I mean five percent. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> All for two percent. That's crazy. I know, right? So you like you actually like marine biology more? Yeah, that's what I wanted. I would be fulfilling a childhood dream if I ever got to go into um, oceanic research, marine hmm. research. So like working for NOAA? I guess so. You know, honestly, if I ever get to go to like a big organization establishment like NASA or NOLA or uh-huh. something, I would move to a different country. Yeah? I don't want to provide this country with any more knowledge than it already has. <laughs> I just don't want to. You're not a patriot? I am. <laughs> I am. You know, I am. <laughs> um, you don't sound very convincing. I am a patriot. I really do respect and believe in the country that the founders established and you know what this whole thing was built on and the ideals of all those people as romantic as they might have been um i just don't support the people who are currently running it so how much does a marine biologist get paid um a lot less than a um someone in nasa or someone in the medical field you don't know how much though i don't know how much i haven't dared to look I can't Google it. My laptop died. How much does a marine biologist get paid? 42,000. That's like... (laughs) That's a marine biologist, though. If I went to a hospital with a biochem bachelor's, I would be making six figures. Yeah. What? Yep. No. Yep. Oh, yeah. I can see that happening. I can see why you wouldn't necessarily want to do that. I mean, like, I wouldn't scoff at it. I think it would be a cool job. Yeah. Like, love microscopes anywhere. Um, it's just not, like, the end goal, I guess. So what is the end goal? I guess space. Huh? Or ocean stuff. So why is uncovering new things, like, such an awesome thing for you? I think it's just a cool thing in general, isn't it? Like, well, I mean, that's how I am. Yeah, uh, that's why I like the brain. Oh yeah, that's and fair. I, that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to like learn new things. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't know jack about anything. No, we do not. We know a lot about the heart. That's good. As far as like pathophysiology goes, but <laughs> right, right. I don't know. So tell me more about your uh, theory on Venus. Oh, Venus. Um. Well, the. <laughs> 
the gravity well is nine times that of Earth, which is the main problem with it. It also what's a gravity well? Like the the how much it pulls down on you? Yeah. So nine times it's it's head nine times heavier on Venus than it is on Earth. Earth. That is that why it's because it's closer to the sun, so it's probably got a stronger gravitational pull. It's also bigger. Oh, that's true. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So nine times stronger gravity pull. What else? Like why why Venus over Mars? Um, it has an atmosphere. It's poisonous right now, but we can make it not poisonous. How do you make it not poisonous? Uh? Chemistry. Okay, so explain <laughs> that. Um, I I couldn't. I don't. Because how it. would you how would you like do an entire planet? It would take a lot. You know. Yeah, we would have to build. You know, like um, space slingshots, basically, where there would be like an arm that is capable of catching and releasing things orbiting the planet. So you use like the orbit yeah. of the planet. Magic school like, bus did that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> magic school bus, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything I know about space is through magic school bus. Good. That's, that's a good so a slingshot space. effect. Continue. Yeah. 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 So you get the arm and you grab it and you pull it and you, um, that would be the most efficient way to get resources like, you know, elements and compounds to react with the, um, atmosphere of venus and you'd have to freeze it first um so you know most of the poisonous stuff would turn to liquid so you can take it off the planet this seems far-fetched not gonna lie it is you know <laughs> more but, over mars <laughs> because mars doesn't have a planet or uh, atmosphere but uh, like when you apply like a, some sort of okay what is the pro and con here what's the cost benefit over living over mars versus venus it seems like there's far less work on mars than there is venus to get there. I mean, okay, but Mars isn't sustainable. Why is it not sustainable? Because there's not an atmosphere <clears throat> or water. Like, you would have to, you couldn't make it self-sustaining. Any, you would, the work we would have to put into Mars to make it a self-sustaining um, terraformed planet uh-huh. would be further in the future than if we just terraformed Venus. Or just. Because there is water. Use the moon. What about the moon? Use it as a base point, like a like a launch point. Mm-hmm. You would st- everything would still wait. Uh, what do you mean? So like, just like use the moon as a way to get to Mars to send resources there, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, you could. <laughs> I don't know the benefits of this because once you've lifted up off of you know once you've got off of earth it would be more fuel efficient to just keep going than to land and then have to unland yeah Yeah, you may be right (laughs) (laughs) but there's a lot of smart people who talk about using mars and they have great plans like elon musk they do they have really good plans um they have really and jeff and jeff and jeffy El Jefe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I went from El Jefe stuff. to French to uh-huh. <laughs> whatever that was. Enchanté. Enchanté is a pleasure in French. I took two years of French and I also remember. <laughs> I took four years of Latin. Why Latin? Because Latin's the basis of all other romantic languages. Oh, you're romantic? Yeah, like Latin-based languages, like French and Spanish yeah, and English. Are you romantic? Well, English. What? Are you romantic? You're a pessimist self? No. That's Javi's <laughs> That's job. Javi, yeah. <laughs> That's the hubs. 
Um, Moon, Jeff. Jeff. They have good ideas. Yes. yes, they have functional ideas. They have. Isn't functional what we need though? At the current time, I guess. It's just. I'm just trying to break down how you got to Venus because it's so interesting to me. You know, to be quite honest, um, you can pull that cable out if you want. I just. Yeah, go. You know the YouTube channel Quirkaset or like how it's made. We talked about or it last not time. How it's made, but yeah, we talked about it last time. You told me about it. Yeah, so they made a video called Terraforming Venus. Um, and you know, generations from now, it's really, it's really fucking doable. Hmm. Um, and right now, Mars is almost really fucking doable. But for how long? There's no water. There's no atmosphere. There's no. That's it. That's all. Black <laughs> things. But those are really important things. <laughs> But within, I think we talked about this last time. Within the time frame of what these people are wanting to get to Mars, it seems more plausible because it's faster. So okay, I so think, could it be like Mars and then Venus, like terraform Mars and terraform Venus? If we haven't, if we haven't, okay. <laughs> so the thing, the thing that um, keeps me from being gung ho for Mars, you know, is the sustainability issue. Jeff? And Elon. Jeff is a part of the problem, but he's not the problem. Okay. (laughs) A symptom of a greater issue. (laughs) Truly. Um, But, so, right now, going to Mars is an effort by the rich for the rich. We're not going to get to go to Mars unless, you know, we win the lottery. But we're not going to see Mars. We're not going to get to go to Mars. Like it's not it's not something that's for us. It's something that's for the rich and the involved. Is there a reason why I would want to get to Mars right now? I mean, wouldn't you want to see Mars if you had the chance? If you could like basically take a space bus to Mars. Yeah, but would, would you not want that? I mean, eventually, yeah. Yeah, and the rich are building bases on Mars because they know they're killing the planet and they're seeking other options. <sighs> So much was said there. <laughs> I mean, I see it as like, okay, Jeff Bezos, he's going to go and become an astronaut, even though you don't think he's an astronaut. Sure. He's going to go out there, and so was Elon at one point. Yeah. He's going to go out there, and they're going to terraform all that Did you crap. see the size of the rocket Elon's building? No. It's colossal. The rocket? Yeah. Like how, how, what is colossal? I think it's called the dragon or something. It's It's like twice the size of any rocket we've ever built like including um bezos's dick <laughs> you know yes yeah, yes, yeah. The dick rocket yeah yeah it's so large <laughs> i don't know how he's gonna get it off the planet What's it called elon musk what? it's spacex's dragon, dragon, dragon something so elon musk has a big rocket somewhere a very big rocket so he's going to mars so all that to say um he and other rich people are assuming all the risk. They got to be the frontier people who are going there. So you see it as like only the rich people because it's, you know, evil capitalist society, right? <laughs> I mean, I see like, hey, man, they're rich. Hey, man. They're going to go to Mars first. And if anything screws up, they're going to die first if the Earth doesn't die first. You know? Yeah. So I see it. Okay. If they're assuming the risk. Sure. You think Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are personally assuming the risk? 
of space exploration? For sure. They told me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They told me, Caleb, we're doing this for you. Right. They shook your hand and said, Caleb. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm making up scenarios. I'm not actually going to make that. That was for real. That happened. Oh, shit. Really? No. Hell no. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, this one. Just give me the Twitter. <laughs> the tweeters. Give me the tweeters. You can, we can look it up later. Yeah. That's fine. I guess. Um, We're going to play a game next time. A game? Yeah, like play like Cards Against Humanity. I've never done that before. Oh, Cards Against Humanity. Like on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I could just grab right there, but I don't want to. Tell well, me I about mean, your flashcards. My flashcards? Yeah, flashcards there. Notes. Yeah, tell me about your notes. I got Fermi Paradox. I got Potential Life on Rogue Planets. I got Great Filter Paradox. I got the Kardashev Scale of Sources because plagiarism is not a thing in this house. <laughs> um, the Great Filter and again, Rogue Planets. Tell me Rogue Planets. Let's, go, let's do this in reverse. Tell me about Rogue Planets. All right. Rogue Planets. Um, planets kicked out of their orbits while its solar system was still forming you know, back in the little baby days of, you know, Pluto's, it happens all the time. Pluto's days. Pluto's days. Yeah. He's, before before he's that. a dwarf planet, though. Sad. Sad so doesn't matter, Caleb. Hey, was, you, said, you said dwarves. What? You said, you said uh, I said dwarf planet, and then you said sad. Dwarves are okay. Like, they're good people. Okay. So don't. Dog you are jumpy today. You said dwarves. <laughs> no. I said the good old baby days. No, you, I said dwarf planet. You said all sad. And then, like, why does a dwarf have to be sad? Like, they're human, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just making sure we're politically correct here, bro. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Continue. Um, so basically, when solar systems form, right? Again, happens all the time. And this is talking about rogue planets? Yes. Yeah, it happens all the time because the universe is not infinite. Shut up, Bill. But seemingly so. Bill's my dog. Yeah, poor Bill. Um, yeah, so, you know, they form. And before things turn into a solar system like we have currently we or they previously we is it jeff it's not jeff no jeff is not a part of this oh, uh, <laughs> you said billionaire and said they yeah, they i figured that they like, were creating solar systems too there's probably a millionaire who's creating solar systems at the beginning really dearly hope not maybe uh, if you know if there was it would be the russians it wouldn't be us couldn't what? be us you got a thing for russians no but russians well, have a thing for space yeah, but we beat them there. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Did we? Who's to say? <laughs> Not I. Oh, God. There was but a movie about that. Wait, what are we talking about? Solar system, rogue That's planets. Right. Rogue planets. We can't use it. This is All of this is unusable. Oh, it's for sure usable. Yo, these are the best podcasts ever. Like ninety nine percent of my podcasts are like, oh yeah, tell me about your life, tell me about all the crap you've been through. Let's work through that. <laughs> this was just like, hey, dwarf planets and Jeff Bezos. Except when Be- you have the mayor on, he was cool. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's, it's like serious stuff. Yeah, it's like this is serious, but yeah. it's also fun. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta you gotta have that every once. In a while. I can't be like super serious like all the time. Yeah. And this is kind of just flowed that way. I was like, ah, Jeff Bezos, dummy. He's really smart. But um, the rogue planets, you were telling me something very important about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, solar systems form, and as they form, 
you know, they're really unstable. And bigger bodies, like bigger planets and sometimes black holes and sometimes other suns just fucking kick them to the curb. And they go. Survival of fittest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they go. And they just leave. But they exist. But they're out there. Um, Just going. Just having a life out of a soul out of out of solar rotation as it were oh yeah no they're i know that yeah um it happens so often actually that like even the milky way too happens yeah. here yeah no it happens everywhere all the time hmm. um it, it happens in the milky way specifically so often that there are as many invisible rogue planets in the night sky as there are stars what don't I Google that and figure out your two percent off? No, no, I Googled it. That's what these notes cards oh, are for. Yeah, no, I did a head research. Look at my sources. <laughs> there are no sources. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> I feel like I just got into a debate with a Facebook Karen. <laughs> Let me see. I don't remember what's on there. Fermi. Wonderful. <laughs> the whole list of sources, and it's like half of a written note. <laughs> the American Astro- Astronomical Society. Um, is it APA format? Where's the no, date? No, it's, it's MLA. We're page. not scrubs here. MLA, man, that's cheap. No, it's not. APA is the, ver- the version right now, bro. APA versus version 7. Um, MLA version 8. APA 7, man. It's a thing. Okay, well. So I need one to see of us the invitation. In college, is in college and one of us isn't. So one has a degree and one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> one has like four certificates and one doesn't. A certificate. Wow. I got certificates. Certificates. <laughs> what is the most interesting paradox that you have on your note cards? Oh. And why did you write them down? I think I only have one paradox. Yeah, I saw heard two or three in there. No, there's the great filter paradox, and then that's it. No. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. There's the Fermi paradox. Do you have a source for that? Um, <laughs> Doctor Fermi is my source for that. Oh. So what's a, what's your favorite paradox? Probably the Great Filter paradox. Actually, mm, what is that? I, I love it so much. It's this one right here. Tell me about it. So it's the this hypothetical filter in time and space that we can't see, and the paradox part of it is that until. Right now, like in the current present time, until we meet or pass it, the likelihood of us passing it is very unlikely Um, because we are one intelligent race and we don't know any other intelligent races. So we only have ourselves to base things off of. Um, So So until we reach this filter. Give me an example, though. I need to because I heard heard filters a lot there Hmm? and like so. Give me a good example, like how like this would actually play out. This paradox. Okay. Go. What do you mean? That was very vague. I need like stick figures. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So five year old, right? Yeah, yeah, five year old. I got it. So let's say, um... oh god. So let's say there's a screen door. Okay. And you can't. You know there's a screen door. Yeah. But you can't see it. Okay. You can't see on the other side of it. Okay. Oh, so I can't see like through the window or through the like if I'm looking at my screen door from inside and I'm trying to look outside, I can't see beyond it. No. Okay. But yeah. you know it's there. Yeah. You okay. you know it's there. Um, but you can't see it. It's an invisible screen door. But you know it's there. 
Okay. You know it's there because something has to be there. Okay. Like there's this, you know, there's this gateway to, to possibilities of um, life in other planets. And you know this is a possibility. So you know something has to be there keeping you from these other life forms. So I could have come up with a better thing. Okay, but, but I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah. So until you reach the screen door, the statistical likelihood of you passing through it is very low. You'll probably hit it and you'll die. Because as far as you know, that's what everyone before you has done. Because you can't see it or on the other side of it. And you're the only person in this house that you know of. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... So how did we know that that screen door would even be there in the first? Like, how? What's what evidence is there? Is it, so like if if you replace the screen door with a like say a force field, let's pretend like that screen door is a force field that you sure. can't see beyond. Sure. Um, and the force field gives off waves. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at evidence for that force field because of the waves that it affects, like a fly? So like if I see a fly in its normal pattern, and it goes by the force field, and I see it quiver or in a move a different way Mm -hmm. and that is that the evidence that we see to originate this paradox and why is it a paradox okay so it's a paradox we haven't got to that part yet but we know it exists or we don't know it exists actually this is all theoretical fucking yeah i can make it some theoretical paradoxes too yeah sure um but this one is i guess okay so a better way of saying it would be you have a radio right put that phone over there I have a radio. You have a radio. Um, and it's just it's just static on this radio. No, this isn't a good one either. I don't... <laughs> let's go back to the force field thing. Okay, force field. We haven't seen anything pass through it yet. The only reason we think this force field exists is because, <clears throat> statistically, there should be other life forms out there. There should be other things that live on other planets somewhere in our universe because it is too big for us to be the only ones. Okay. Like, that just probably wouldn't be a thing. But, you know, right now, all we know is ourselves. So, statistically, the likelihood of things being on that other, on the other end is very low. Because we only have ourselves to base these statistics off of it's very complicated and beyond my field of math, knowledge of mathematics. But I'm liking the five-year-old version. This is helping me. Okay, okay. Um, so let's say everyone who perceived this force field before was like, hey, I want to go through that force field. I bet there are other things on the side of this force field. I just can't see them. So they go through it. And right now, as far as we comprehend, they've died. Because nobody's living until they do. Yeah, because okay. no one's reached out to us to be like, hey, yo, there are great on this things side. over here. Yeah. You should come check it out. Um, yeah. So the paradox part is that's the, you know, we'll probably die. Right now, we will probably die. There's some force keeping intelligent life forms from progressing to interstellar communication and travel. Yeah. Um, but if we pass through this force field and we don't die, then the statistic likelihood of other things being on that side skyrockets. 
Because if we can do it, other people can do it. But if we can't do it, then other people probably can't. <laughs> that's the that's the paradox thing. And so every time somebody goes in there, they just possibly there's a great chance they'll die. Either well, we don't know. Either so where is, is the force for is the force field located somewhere? No, no, it's just a spot in time. It's a spot in our human technological development. Could it be like inside of a wormhole or black hole or a cave star? Mm, unless Since those are like like screwed up time frames. Right. It's not a physical thing. Um, that would only be a possibility if we like found information and were able to come back with that information inside these black hole wormhole things. Huh. I feel like so that's very interesting. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah. I feel like sometimes these theories and paradoxes are just made up out of nowhere. I mean, okay, so the Fermi paradox is if the universe is not but seemingly infinite, then where the fuck is everybody? Where are the where are all the aliens? <clears throat> if we have seemingly but not really infinite space and time to go through to perceive not only intelligent life but just fucking life where are they why has no one been like bring bring inhabitants of earth we are here in peace wait your phone goes bring bring no it actually starts playing um come and get your love (laughs) (laughs) bring bring (laughs) maybe firm per um dr fermi's phone he lived in like well he came up with this paradox in 48 so his phone probably did go bring bring huh yeah so what do you think is the solution to the fermi paradox to live long enough to find out (laughs) or to die and then we know that things probably die like there's just this cosmic force that's keeping things from interstellar communication like god or the universe or something said no you don't get to. Or maybe there's just no planets that support life within our site. Well, I mean, there aren't because we haven't found them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless they're living under miles of ice in a frozen rogue planet. So, Oh, that movie. There's a movie about that. Yeah, we talked about it. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. What was it? It's one of the Chris Pratt, right? The Tomorrow War? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I just watched that. You liked it? No. Oh. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> You said there was such enthusiasm. Like, yeah, that was sucky. <laughs> I was really hype about it. Cause, well, like, the beginning of it was great. Yeah. Honestly, like, oh, like, this has potential. Yeah, I watched Half- it for film class. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds nice. It was nice, yeah. <sighs> I want to watch the Magic School Bus. <laughs> but that one is that same thing where, like, you, you... Watching the show halfway through, it's like, oh, this is kind of tanking and the end of it like they didn't conclude anything it feels like they just ran out of budget money yeah no they just totally ran out of here's some aliens a lot of plot holes on all we get it here's some aliens who lived in this ice for a long time this is where they came from yeah i killed them with a gun yeah yeah and that's it are there more we don't know (laughs) are the aliens dead yes honey i killed them so you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you think that there are aliens out there yeah, just based on distance and span of... they got to be somewhere. I think it's kind of like narcissistic to think that we're the only ones, right? Like Jeff Bezos narcissistic? Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Is he a narcissist? 
You know, narcissistic personality disorder is a legitimate disorder, and I am not a doctor qualified to diagnose anybody with it. <laughs> You're so full of it, bro. What? Just the, that was a great preface. But what, I'm asking what you think. I'm not asking if you're a dead gum doctor. Just tell me what you think. Does I think Jeff Bezos is a narcissist? Yeah. Yes. God, that's all I was asking. How Say can yes you not, next time. How can you not be worth $300 billion and just keep it and just do like whatever the fuck you personally want? Like it's more than he'll be able to spend in like a hundred lifetimes. Like give a little to somebody. And I'm sure he has given like a little to somebody. He's space. You know that, right? He's an astronaut. He actually went to space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he did. I heard that he didn't, uh, you know, go past the atmosphere. Low atmosphere, yeah. Still makes him an astronaut. I'm literally just like playing devil's advocate because I know you no. hate the guy. <laughs> Astronauts everywhere disliked that. <laughs> oh, they told you that? They personally, they came up to me, they shook my hand, they said, Sophie, we don't like that shit. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Mm. What else you want to talk about? Ghosts. It's spooky season and I got ghost socks. I oh, got ghost socks on? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about spooky season. Well, what about it? Obviously, you believe in ghosts. You know, I think I do. I believe in... The paranormal. Maybe not like the stereotypical ghost specifically. Aren't you a witch? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> How does that play out with your paranormal activities, adventures? You know, I've always been haunted by shit. Just like since I can remember, I've had paranormal encounters. So the witch part was like, if I'm going to be haunted anyways, I might as well have the knowledge and tools to do something about it. And it's worked. Huh. Yeah. I've been able to ward my home successfully. What does that mean? Sounds weird. You know, the witches are going to hate me for giving away their secrets. Then don't but tell it. No, I will. Um, in a nutshell, it's banging two pots together and telling them that if they're not going to pay rent, then they should get the fuck out. And that's it. That's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it works. For real? Yeah, no, it's called like... The technical term for it's called sound cleansing, but you take two pans, you bang them together, and you say, hey, pay me rent or get the fuck out, <laughs> and they do. You actually say those words? Yes. I'm so, like... I... In multiple... This abodes. is one of those things where, like, you know, I talk about, like, theories and paradoxes. Sure. If It seems like there were some people, maybe at the beginning, like, hey, <laughs> I got an idea... <laughs> You know what scares away everything else? <laughs> so I got this idea, man. You can imagine like the 1300s. Black Death is, you know, ramping across the entire world. Oh, my God. It's got to be it's gotta be demons, right? So they get two pans because <laughs> they're about to die. Yep, yep. And they just kind of see if it took off. And then they kind of took off somehow. You know why <laughs> it really did? Bah, bah. I mean, hey, if you were in a strange place and this fully grown woman came at you banging two cooking pans together, screaming at the top of her lungs, pay my rent or leave, I would leave. What, I'm, am I the ghost? Or just like in general? Hypothetical. If you were anything and that happened to you, if I... I shoot him. If I... Okay, and you weren't armed. Ghost... Stab ghost, him. Knives count as arms. Arms or armed? Armed, armed. <laughs> Okay, I'm not. 
I would say I'm not a runner, but I've never been in one of those situations. So I like I might run. I don't know, man. If I was a bear and that happened to me, I would leave. Well, it's funny. Like my my mom actually encountered a bear with my with Elise when she was like two years old. It's a similar and that's technique. What they did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was a bear hunter, and he goes, "Hey, man, this works for bears in the 1300s." They're like, "Hey, you let's know what's a lot ghosts. like bears?" And so, like, let's we'll call it witchcraft. Yep, basically. And then later, we'll burn people for doing it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah interesting yeah so yeah. what got you into witchcraft I, I again like i've been haunted and i was like hey maybe i can do something about this and then i found witches online and they're like these are the things you can do and i did them and they worked and it actually worked yeah and you know why um salt's supposed to like keep away evil forces no so back in the salem witch trials um they would they had a bunch of really weird ways for determining whether or not a woman was a witch or not one of them was to tie them up and throw them in the river and if they drowned then they were a human and they'll their soul will go to heaven and if they're if you know they were able to break free and swim then they were a witch and you pulled them out of the river and burned them <laughs> what the hell yeah yeah so there's a lot of really great ways of testing this theory and another one was to throw salt in their eyes and if they screamed and didn't like it then they were a witch <laughs> And that's that's why salt um, supposedly wards away evil spirits because no one likes salt in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to have you on the podcast again, and we can talk more heavily into witchcraft <laughs> and like how that is. And so I'm like, I'm I'm a Jesus dude, right? <laughs> like, right, right. Let's, let's just shoot the shit, and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out of storage. <laughs> oh shit! So a I, great I place gotta, to end it. I gotta fix my. Let me just delete everything prior to the ghost thing. Dude, no, like that was hilarious. Okay, okay, that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like those, are, was, those are great was. conversations. Bottom line, bottom line. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts right now is called Distractable, and it's literally a podcast about not staying on topic. Oh yeah, it's perfect. I don't usually have very many of these. I'll take off like some of these rabbit trails every once in a while, but. I think I laughed most of the time.